Mira and Peter. You're listening to the Mind Takeaway podcast, where we talk about all things mind-related and embrace what it is to be human in an age of technology, digitalization, and information overload. If you enjoy the podcast, please subscribe, leave a review on iTunes, and share with your friends. In this episode of the Mind Takeaway podcast, our guest is Alia Sandovar. She's a game and play consultant living in Amsterdam, the Netherlands. But actually right now when we recorded this episode, she's actually stuck in Bali because of the current situation. Her background is quite eclectic as she has a PhD in game production, a master's in psychology, a master's in human organizational systems and a bachelor's in public relations and communication. She also has experience with academic institutions, non-profits, game studios, corporations and startups. She currently helps creativepreneurs and non-profits to create high-quality games and digital products. Enjoy listening. Okay, so welcome everyone. We're with Alia Sandovar. I hope I pronounced your family name correctly. Is that right? Yes, you did it perfectly. Thank you. Okay, thank you. <laughs> so you are a game and play consultant. Is that right? That's correct. Yes. Okay, can you just expand on that? So what does that actually mean? Yeah, sure. So what it means is that I help uh, companies and entrepreneurs with either designing small games or sort of playifying aspects of their business. So uh, for nonprofits, for example, I've helped design little games that they can use for uh, some of their uh, people in their community. And then for entrepreneurs, I sort of help um well, I don't like the word gamify, but I like the word playify more. Um, but to playify like a service or a product. So for example, if they have like an online course that they really want um, people to get more motivated and more engaged, and then I help them figure out how, how can we make it more playable, more fun, imbue a little bit of game design principles or game mechanics in it. And um and so, and then I usually start by doing research. So I have a research background. I have a PhD where I study game production. And then um, I used, I do research. And, uh, and the reason for that is because whenever um, we we're trying to uh, create games, we have to really understand who it is that we're serving. So I tend to do research with the customers or the people who are eventually going to be playing these experiences. Um, I also do research to try to understand the person themselves. So if it's an entrepreneur, like what kind of play personality they have, right? And then, and then I mesh those two together. And then in the middle is where the game design or the playified experience gets created. And uh, yeah, it's super fun. I love doing it and I'm so happy that I get to do this. Um, yeah, I mean, it sounds like such a cool job, right? Yeah. yeah. And I guess the segue into how we met was through David Chisler, another creative professional right yes mm-hmm. that's a good segue into maybe talking about you yourself and david chislett started an online summit is that right yeah yeah we did so um we, david and i met actually saw him last year he he gave um a presentation at the spark conference and he was such a funny guy. He made the audience laugh so much. And I thought, who is this person? He's so cool. And, and so <laughs> I reached out to him on LinkedIn and he said, can we grab a coffee? I really like what you had to say in your speech. And then, um, and then we started talking and I said, hey, so I have this idea. Uh, I think with your creativity expertise and my playfulness expertise, I said, what, what if we 
make something together and um, and put uh, an online summit together. So we started thinking about this over six months ago. And then little by little, we've been meeting like first it was like every two weeks and then every week and then um, and then figuring out who was going to be part of the summit and uh, and our whole um, yeah, our, our, our whole way of being has been, we want to invite people who we think are cool, interesting, and fun. Um, a lot of times, actually, in the online world, the summits are very much focused on, like, who you know, as in, like, oh, let's make sure we get someone who's, like, a hot commodity so that they can, so that it's, like, you know, and we, we, wanted to focus yes if someone that we know happens to also be well known in the world so be it but it's more about like who can give a wonderful experience to the people who are watching it that was our most important thing and who has interesting things to say uh, more than you know i don't know how famous they might be you know that in um because there's so many great professionals out there so many great people uh, that are doing such good work and have so many interesting things to say and just because they're not like actively having 1 million followers on TEDx talks doesn't mean that they can't offer something wonderful to all of us. So, yeah. And so then, yeah, so then we started working on it and then now it's almost here. <laughs> and it's been a labor of love, of play uh, for, for many, many months. And uh, we've enjoyed doing it, but it has been so much work. Than I ever yeah. so much work. <laughs> no, I can, re I can resonate with that. I mean, we're also organizing events ourselves and doing yeah. stuff online as well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I, I did speak to David quite recently. He said, Yeah, although it's been utterly amazing, you know, we, the amount of work it takes behind the scenes, you know, but I really love what you've done with it because you've brought so many diverse people together that I guess the common denominator is play and creativity, right? So I'm really yes. excited about it because exactly yeah it's such a tonic if you look at what's happened in the last week or so you know, yeah. you know if we focus yeah. on yeah. I'm not even going to mention mention why I think everyone knows who's listening right yes <laughs> yeah. think, what could we do creatively to you know just keep ourselves sane but crucially as well what can we do now that maybe mm -hmm. we couldn't do before because we are forced to all work from home right mm -hmm. but I don't know about yeah. you this I guess for us, right? It, it it got us reflective. It was like, you know, what can mm -hmm. we do differently? Mm -hmm. What can we resolve now? And mm -hmm. you know, together, let's mm -hmm. get creative. And I don't know about mm -hmm. you, okay. I'm still fearful, of course, when when I don't see it. And I'm still yeah. a bit worried about, you know, how sick people are gonna get and what's gonna happen. But yeah, when I focus on my creative side of things, mm -hmm. that's when I'm like, ooh, actually there's some exciting things humanity can do. I mean, what do mm -hmm. you think about that? Um, well, one, I totally agree with what you're saying. <laughs> uh, one of the things that in this moment is really sort of saving me is uh, that I have this summit, that in creating this summit in itself is a creative activity, right? And every moment and every bit of it, um, I have to sort of kind of think outside of the box. And because of all the things that have occurred, uh, we've had to um, sort of switch some things that we hadn't thought about or rearrange even some of the ways that we were speaking to people. Um, so it does get you thinking on your toes. Um, one of the things that I have noticed for myself is I've always had a creative practice, 
um, more so in the last two years, I got more committed to it. I sort of was like half in, half out. And then two years ago, I really was like, okay, I'm going to do it. But now, now, especially in the last 10 days, it's like essential for me to like wake up and then get myself in a good, creative, fun, playful flow first thing in the morning. And so I'm really committed to it. Honestly, as well, uh, f- throughout your career, is it right you have a clinical psychology background as well? Yeah. Yeah, so that's really cool. <laughs> now I can see how, you know, you connected the dots, really. Um, and correct me if I'm wrong, I mean, we're in the business of coaching, consultancy, yeah. we help people, you know, overcome, mm-hmm. especially you, right? In terms of fears, yeah. anxiety. Yeah. That My thing is psychological safety. Uh, yeah. It's, mm-hmm. it's interesting, Um I don't know where you were going with this. Where you? Were, I have no idea. There is play. There is play. Um, but it's interesting if uh, if we don't engage, if we don't, in, especially for people that are not used to using their creativity. Mm-hmm. We know that everybody has it. It's just that some people are used to using it more than others. Uh, are probably struggling more. You know, we, we're very busy mm-hmm. uh, and people are telling us, oh, we're bored, know what to do, I can't go out. And <laughs> really, like, we're really, really busy. Um, so, yeah, I mean, what do you have to say from from your perspective when you look at, you know, play and creativity in times when, in very serious times, so to yeah. say? Yeah, yeah. Um, actually, I just uh, shared a story Um, which I think it's the beginning or the core of uh, why I think it's so important. Um, You know, I I grew up in Colombia, South America, during a time in Colombia's history where it was really quite dangerous. Mm. And I, um, I, my grandmother, well, I used to spend the summers in Medellin, which is a different town while my mother worked. And there my grandmother would do many activities with us. And one of the things that she used to do with us is she used to play games with us. And and so that was my first exposure to what games and play could do. We would play cards. She even even when she was distributing, like we would get like these fruit snacks and she would like grab the orange and um and cut into pieces. And then we would have to like solve puzzles before we would get the piece of uh, fruit. And then she'd go down the line with all the cousins. And so it was, um, it was the first time through like those games is when I realized that I was smart, uh, that I, that I was capable and smart. And not only that, but I, I think it, she just kept things light for us. You know, we used to also do theater productions and like, and put on clothes and they would say, okay, you have to do a production by Friday. And so we'd figure out what we needed to do. And, and so between the playing and the creating and the production, we also used to do crafts. She taught us how to knit and sew and things like this. I, I really think it was those activities that sort of like saved us in the middle of this whole thing because all the parents and all, all the adults that were around us at that time we're really worried for our safety. And, and she, of course, since the safety was taken care of by her children, <laughs> she could spend a lot of time doing and crafting and things. And, and, I, and so uh, when I shared in this post, what I, what I said is like, you know, play is not just for the good times. It's for all times. Mm. It is the thing, it is the thing that, that I think saves us. It is what we are here for. It's, it's innate 
just like creativity, you know, it's birthed from us. Like I, I don't know anyone, well, okay, maybe some people don't like to be tickled, but like all of us love to laugh. Like that's part of playing. We love to laugh. We, you know, you know, we, I love being tickled and I love tickling someone else. And, you know, and I love like throwing snowballs and having snowballs thrown at me or, you know, like just being silly and things like this. It's so important and it's so part of, so much part of life. And when we're in situations like this, it, it can get so serious and so tense and mm-hmm. so overwhelming, you know, like I would feel it in my heart, on my chest, mm-hmm. how intense this feels. And, um, and so we have to, in a way, we have to, every moment that we can remember, we commit to what we really are, which is innately playful and creative creatures. And, but that doesn't, that happens, we have to do it consciously, right? We have to wake up and make time for it. Um, I make time now every single day. I'm watching YouTube videos that make me laugh. That's, that's like the thing, the first thing, like after I do my exercise and a little bit of meditation, next thing I do is I watch funny videos, just like whatever it is that can make me laugh because right now I need to laugh and I need to remember. And, and, and I think during these times is where, um, it's, it's about a commitment to making that happen. I have a friend of mine from Germany that, uh, he's so great. He's so funny. And he sent me a message and he, and he said, Spartan's like, don't forget to stay positive, laugh and smile. And it's true. You know, like it, it, it's not about not saying that this situation is not serious. I think we all know it's serious and we all know it's heavy. Like it goes without saying, we all feel it. We're all connected in this way. And so then how do we manage through it, you know, in a graceful way and, and with as much peace and integrity as we can. And I think the best way to do that is for me, from my perspective, mm. with this background and thanks to my grandmother and the, the people who sort of instill these little uh, nuggets in my life is through playfulness and creativity because um, they, they just help us like break the boundaries of the constriction that we're in to sort of think outside of this constriction. So, mm. yeah, I think that's it. Mm. Yeah, it's, uh, it brought back so many m- my <laughs> memories when I was a ah. kid because I was... Um, I was a refugee mm. when I was since I was twelve, and then it was obviously lots of challenging times and 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 play and and times with grandma and all of that is really <laughs> and I find like people go, "Oh, but you know it was really, really difficult for you, and I'm thinking, actually it wasn't like it was a difficult time <laughs> in general mm. for everyone, but I don't know i guess i was i was a I was a child, I was a kid, and I was allowed to play. Yeah. Uh, so that's probably helped, uh, but but also just reminded me recently. I I had a flu, like in mm. I think it was around Christmas time that I suddenly got really sick and had a mm. high fever. And for one day, I allowed myself to totally do nothing, not feel bad about being mm. sick, and now I can't do things that I should be doing. And I spent it in bed watching comedies and watching stand-up comedians <laughs> and the next day I kid you not <laughs> my fever went away yeah I mean totally I don't know it. if this is a cure yeah but it probably did help that yeah. I wasn't stressing about it and then I was allowing myself to to laugh to to enjoy in in, yeah. in that moment so 
I guess lots of chemicals in my body were <laughs> probably allowing healing as well. It just crossed my mind. I mean, I'm not saying this is a, you know, this is not a medical <laughs> advice, <laughs> but it can help. Yeah. It can yeah. help. I mean, I can resonate with that. But I mean, what we were saying earlier about, you know, it's that lightness that we can't forget, right? It's all humanity. It, it is mm-hmm. innate, right? Mm-hmm. Now, what I think is exciting for me, I don't know about you, but creativity, I hope it gets flipped now because I know in, mm-hmm. at least in the corporate world, in the world of work, in the world of adults and the serious, mm-hmm. you know, creativity was still a bit feared, a bit uncomfortable around these words or even the word playful. It's like, yeah. no, I'm not a child. It's like, <laughs> actually, I like that childlike thing, you know, to come back into the workplace more often. And maybe this is an opportunity for us to get more light and less serious about the world. I'm not saying that there isn't a time to be serious, of course yeah. there is, but mm-hmm. as you say, if we if we lose that and we remain tense for the next three months, mm-hmm. I don't know about you, I can't really, I wouldn't be able to cope. You know, no, every day, I, there has to be that lightness, right? You have to have yeah. a laugh about whether it's laughing at yourself, the people yeah. around you, or just at the situation, just to say, mm-hmm. look, there's always hilarity in everything, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. And there's this... Uh, I sometimes myself uh, feel that I maybe shouldn't say uh, certain things that are funny right now, you know, mm. but then I catch myself, actually, I I should, this is the mm-hmm. time to do that. It, having fun, laugh, and enjoying in the moment, it doesn't mean that you are oblivious and um, and not respecting the seriousness of the situation Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it just means that you're not angry at people that you're not spreading this negative emotion that again affects us on another level of not just it's already bad but then we start arguing and then we start blaming each other and then we start criticizing each other and Mm -hmm. you know luckily we can't get close to each other so we can't physically fight you know (laughs) Can I ask you as well, Alia? What, what do you? That's really funny. Yeah. I mean, there you go. I mean, there's a lot. There's a lot of stuff going on where people are getting angry on social media, right? But again, yeah, yeah. on the flip side of that as well, for every post I've seen, like, oh, please stop it. I've seen yeah. some really cool stuff about bringing mm-hmm. community closer, about people mm-hmm. getting creative in these times, mm-hmm. and just bringing people together, even mm-hmm. though it's remote. Mm-hmm. I don't know about you, but I still feel connected to humanity, to other humans, even yeah. though most of our friends and family could be anywhere else on the planet. Yeah, I actually feel more connected to people. It almost feels to me like this, that um, I've been hoping for this moment, not in this way, of course, but for this moment in humanity my whole life, where people are truly connecting to one another, suddenly... Like uh, with my cousins, we have like a little WhatsApp group and once in a while we like text each other. But now it's like we're sending messages every day and, you know, we're Colombian. So like it's funny, funny stuff is being sent through the WhatsApp. So it's like <laughs> lots, lots of cool stuff I can share with other people. And and here too, like you walk out on, on the street when you do go out, especially maybe not as much now, but at least the the beginning of the few days when it was really shocking where everything was getting more intense. Um, 
people on the street, we just, we sort of knew we're going through this together. And so you'd say hi to people on the street more often. Um, you know, we, we, with, with a friend here, uh, where we've like, we went to a, a meeting with a medical doctor who kind of told us some of the guidelines are really important for cleanliness. So then I created a WhatsApp group from my homestay to keep everyone safe. And then I keep them informed of things that are happening. Um, and then with my friend, we started um, creating these, this idea, these documents of cleanliness. So, so that um, we're going to start sharing them with like, restaurants and and like places where people sit because um they they've asked here for the big places to close but the very small little restaurants are really dependent on surviving they probably won't close so the big stuff will but like the ones that serve little a few people like eight people or something will still remain open so but what does that mean so so we started just creating um you know like documents to share with them and figuring out how we can help educate people about the need for cleanliness right now and all the different things that we learned from the doctor. So, so I think there is, I, I do feel there's much more togetherness. And also I feel less shy. That sounds like a weird thing to say, but I feel less shy. Like, like, I'm like, I'm just gonna, we're all, we're all going through this together. So I'm just going to say what I need to say or do what I need to yeah. do. <laughs> you know? I, I <laughs> you're saying. It feels like it's really freeing and empowering, right? You yeah. Can, and, and I've noticed that there's a lot of people I know that were quite quiet, you know, they didn't really have so much presence and all of a sudden they've come out of the shell and I'm, yeah. I'm really amazed. It's really cool to see, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I know we were asking you, um, where you were, you know, just before we were recording, I'm, I'm just being nosy. So why are you actually in Bali right now? <laughs> I'm just jealous as well. I would have seen the, the, the view out of your little um, apartment. Um, I was like, wow, okay. Yeah. Uh, well, I came for Bali because um, my, my goal for several years has been to spend my birthday and a little bit of the winter um, in, in warm place. So the first year I was in Colombia, and the last two years I've been here in Bali. And, uh, and then um, I was supposed to come back. My flight back, my original flight back was on March 10th. Um, but I used my intuition a lot. And so about 10 days before my flight, my intuition told me to change my flight. So I changed my flight. <laughs> And then all this hit. So, uh, and then now, uh, yeah, now my new flight actually has been canceled, but I have to trust that that also has to do with the fact that it's not quite safe to come back to Europe yet. So, um, and so I'm here, I'm here. So I came here for sort of vacation work a little bit and then, and then, yeah, things kind of unfolded. It's interesting you mentioned you use your intuition a lot. And yeah. I suspect it has to do a lot of a lot with creativity and being lighthearted the the play. Um, do you see the same? Oh, that's a good that's a good point. I don't know. That's I don't know what came first. <laughs> I don't know if I was like playful and then I became intuitive or if I was intuitive and because of that yeah. then I'm playful. <laughs> but but I do know that this part of me has always been around me and I make all my decisions and everything I do in life, including this summit. Like this was something that kind of um was a, like an intuitive feeling to do this. Um 
and also I didn't know this was going to happen. Right. Uh, and, um, so, um, I, I don't know what came first, but, I, but it is, she's like my friend. She's like my best friend in a way. She, she helps me, um, with all my decisions. She helps me when I'm sad. She helps me when things are difficult. I, um, I, I just get some deeper understanding from her and, uh, yeah. And I, and I feel like I'm never alone as long as she's there. Maybe she's like my guardian angel. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. It's interesting. I mean, the reason why I ask how, how do you see it connected is because, uh, it, it is that when we are more lighthearted, when we have less thinking in our mind, that the intuition is is more visible to us. We hear it better. We we hear it when we need to hear it. Uh, obviously, there is a, a lots of trust with that, but mm -hmm. uh, but that's why I asked. Like, how do you see it connected? Because you know, if you are creative again, yeah. it means that your intuition is. Uh, you know, where the creative ideas come from. Well, I guess, if you, you know, yeah. it's what occurred to me, right? Again, I don't know what you two think of this, but to get creative, to come up with our best ideas or to be anchored to who we really are, you know, or whatever you want to call it, connected to consciousness, that, as you said, that, that place where it's just your intuition, you feel mm. like it's the right decision without having to get cognitive and go up and down mm. about trying to problem solve, right? That's what I'm thinking, that in order to actually resolve or come up with mm -hmm. the answers that we need, mm -hmm. surely we do have to get light and playful, right? Yeah, I think so. But I also think it's a bit of a balance. So um, <laughs> um, because I also have a very heightened intellect and mind. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, <laughs> and often I think of myself as three people. So, I, so like there's my mind, that's one person. There's my body, that's the other person. And then there's my heart intuition, which is the third person. So we have meetings all the time together. Mm -hmm. Like some, because sometimes like my intuition might be really right. She might be like, hey, you know, uh, I don't know, let's say spend the last 200 in your savings in this course because it's really important for your long-term development, right? But my mind's like, that's fine. But short-term, we're going to be struggling a lot and maybe it's not the best time to do this right now. Right. And then, and then my body will give some response. No, I'm too tired to do this kind of course, or maybe, yeah, that would be great. And, uh, and so I don't know where I was going with that actually, but, uh, but, but I think it's, it's because I, I think there is a balance just like when we we're talking about play and fun and light, there's also a space for people to feel like those, um, negative feelings or those things, right? Mm -hmm. So I don't always want to say that for living uh, in this world, um, our intuition, like my intuition, all my decisions that are made through her, uh, but if it's really difficult to my survival in that moment, then I will also let my mind um, assist in the decision because I feel like my intuition has always been correct and right for me long-term, but that may cause immediate struggle uh, for me on the short term, if it's, if it's a leap that I need to make that, that my mind hasn't caught up with yet. So, so for me, that's why I have like these meetings with all three of us. And then we have these discussions about like what, what would work and what doesn't work. 
right now. And then sometimes it's really clear, like the intuition is like, like this, when I postpone the trips, like, you know, my mind's like, we got to do the calculations. And, and the intuition is like, <laughs> let's, let's do it. Let's do it. It just feels so good. And then finally my mind said, okay, I trust you now. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, you explained it really nice. Yeah, I really <laughs> like that. And I can resonate with that. And I think most people can, you know, we yeah. used to hear when we're younger, oh, people are mad talking to themselves, but I think it's the most safe thing you can do. Right. I have internal dialogue with all of my personas and, you know, I'm up and down all the time. You know, it gets settled. And then the wisdom yeah. has your back. Yeah. So mm. I love the way you explained it. I think you packaged it really nice. Oh, thank you. <laughs> and going back to the um, Playful Creative Summit. Yeah. If people want to join us and get involved, mm-hmm. because that about you, I'm really excited about it. And, and I think the more people that can a- explore that, whether you're mm-hmm. a creative professional or not, mm-hmm. maybe mm-hmm. even more valuable that you're not, just maybe you've never really thought about creative creativity and play as an adult mm-hmm. in this way and I see who you've got in terms of the speakers and you've hit it you you and David have done really well because you've actually brought together so many diverse people from all over the planet different backgrounds you know whether they're corporate people whether they're artists whether yeah. they're coming from a science or research angle I, I see that you actually covered the lot Oh, thank you. Yeah, we we did our best to try to uh, um, ask, you know, people who are makers, designers, uh, um, and designers, I also mean game designers, as well as uh, interaction designers or social designers, um, and of course, playful professionals, consultants, coaches, and um and and we're really like we're really excited because uh, we've actually just firmed up the schedule now, <laughs> and like a little bit ago, and we've kind of we've created four different tracks based on the talks that we've had with speakers. And so, the first track is about tapping into your innate creativity. So um, speakers who who talk about like how how. How do you connect to your creativity? And, and we say innate because we believe it's already there for everyone in all places, mm-hmm. everywhere. Um, then we also have um, like a track for people who want to maintain a creative and playful mindset, which I think is quite important right now. So those are speakers from also different fields, from psychology to being artists to... Um, I have one friend who um, has climbed... Um, uh, half of the tallest peaks in in the world and uh and she talks about how the outdoors how to be playful in the outdoors for example for a good for a playful mindset and then and then we have uh speakers who talk about the out of the box playful and creative solutions so so people who have used creativity or games or play uh to come up with new ways of being in the world and and they're of course sharing that and then of course the last uh, track is for um, you know creative playful products and businesses so um, this is for actual where we get to hear about actual products or businesses that are creative or playful that are doing creating some positive impact in the world and uh, yeah and I'm just super excited about all the people I love the diversity I love that there's 10 countries represented I love that we have different ages represented i i just uh yeah i just think it's really really cool and i'm super excited for people to join and if they want to join just go to the playful creative summit.com and uh, it's free to to join 
um, and you know, only uh, we only um, only if you want to keep the recordings for twelve months or more, um, do you need to pay? And that's just the upgrade pass. And um, but other than that, it's free, and we want to offer this to the world to enjoy and to um, be more playful and creative. Uh, like we said, it's like this innate thing that we have inside, and we just want every we want to share it with the world. <laughs> we want everyone to be part of it. So. It is, it seems like a perfect time as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it just happened that way, right? And again, yeah. maybe that's the guidance system or yeah. your intuition mm -hmm. that just kicked in. And yeah, I, I don't believe there's any accidents, right? The things just seem to, it's, it's easier in hindsight afterwards, right? Because we can embellish yeah. the story and go, oh, no, I, I knew what I was doing. You know? <laughs> so, yeah. No, just to be clear, I did not know <laughs> that all these things are going to happen. I just knew that a play, full creative summit was a good idea. And I knew we needed time to put it together. And so spring felt like the right time that would give us enough time to slowly build it, to slowly do it without stress, to kind of even in the process of doing it because like I said it's been a lot of work and at times a bit stressful um but try to keep a playful attitude around it and so the only way to do that is to give us a lot of time and mm. that's why we set it for April and then we thought April one two three April fools I don't know sort of funny fun you know <laughs> like April yeah fools day, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Cool. I think that's a good place to leave it. Uh, and yeah, I mean, yeah. thank you for sharing that because I think the world needs more creativity and playfulness. That's for sure. Okay, <laughs> I'm a bit biased about that, right? But, yeah, yeah. No, but definitely, I could think of so many stories that you were talking right now, you know, mm -hmm. during the war and just before war. Mm -hmm. oh, creative people just kind of knew what was going to happen it was amazing but uh maybe it's a story for for some other time but thank you for i've, I've just come I, with the ideas yeah th yeah thank you well I, if it's okay i want to share one last funny story mm -hmm. as a way to wrap it up uh, in terms of creativity and how people can be very creative so uh, unfortunately, in Colombia, like uh, in Bogota, the roads um, over the last couple of years haven't been that well kept and maybe even longer. And that is because uh, there was some corruption and the people who they paid to redo the roads uh, got paid by the government and then they took off and took the money. So people have had to li live with these like really big holes everywhere. And, and so I remember driving in the car, well, I wasn't driving, but I was in the car and we passed this huge hole and, and we're like, wow, that's so dangerous. You know, what if a car gets in there and then something happens? And then um, the next day we drove by it again and I'm like, oh, Colombian creativity. So cool. Someone had put a child's mattress right in the hole to plug it in so that it would keep people safe as they were driving through and i thought brilliant brilliant hysterical i mean that encapsulates like what we do in difficult circumstances we just make it work and anyway that i just wanted to share that because i i it's hysterical and awesome at the same time thank you for sharing that's a wonderful place to leave it <laughs> yeah. yeah because we're forced to right and that's the thing it doesn't feel comfortable let's be honest but mm -hmm. i'd hazard a guess that there's going to be so many amazing solutions to a lot of the world's problems that mm -hmm. when we're a bit in our slumber and we're a bit like oh well we could but you know we're actually in the west at least we're very comfortable right 
Yeah. And that's mm-hmm. the thing. We're just going to have to step up a bit of uncertainty and a bit of uncomfortable feelings versus, you know, we could, we could resolve so many things, right? Yeah, we can. And we are excited. capable. Yeah, we're capable yeah, we're of doing it. capable, everyone, yeah. right? Yeah, exactly, okay, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Unless there's anything else? Any other- no, no, that's it. No, I, I just think that this creative, uh, uh, playful summit is going to be a, a probably a good place for people to connect as well mm-hmm. and, and start making solutions. Mm-hmm. I think so. I would really encourage everybody to join, whoever listens mm-hmm. to this. Yeah. Well, it's been a pleasure. Thank you for being our yeah. guest today. Thank, thank, thank you. you so much. And like they say here, makasi. <laughs> Thanks so much. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Take care. Thank you for listening to the Mind Takeaway podcast. Please, please, please share this podcast with your friends. And if you haven't already, press the subscribe button. And thanks again for listening.